Chapter Thirty of Pee Wee Harris. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter Thirty. Paid in full. Pee Wee was just about to make a frantic rush to the house when he saw another automobile coming along the road brushing the projecting foliage aside as some stealthily advancing creature might do not far behind it he could hear other cars grinding along that impossible road in second gear the world seemed to be making a pathway or rather a highway to pee-wee's door the sequestered overgrown road with its intertwined and overarching boughs was becoming a surging thoroughfare the birds formerly unmolested in their wanted haunts complained to one another of this sudden intrusion into their domains away back where this obscure road branched off the highway to furnish the unfrequented access to everdose and berryville a sign had been placed that morning with an arrow pointing toward the depths of the everdose jungle detour highway closed follow yellow arrows these yellow arrows appeared at intervals along the everdose road thus guiding the motorist back to the highway at a point a mile or two below the gap where the bridge had been everdose was on the map now in dead earnest the little hamlet nestling in its wooded valley was destined to review such a procession of pierce arrows and packards and cadillacs ay and fords and jitney buses as it had never dreamed of in all its humble career who was responsible for this or was accident responsible who if anyone by the mere touching of a match had started a blaze which would illuminate poor little everdose everdose had gone to bed at eight p m in obscurity it had awakened to find itself dragged into the light of day already constable bungle was devising a formidable code of traffic regulations traps and snares to catch the prosperous and make them pay tribute as they passed along as early as seven o'clock that vigilant agent of the peace had placed a sign in front of the post office where he was wont to loiter reading no parking here but all the while he hoped that the unwary would park there and pay the three dollars and costs but of all the signs which appeared to never doze on that day when fate like an alarm clock had awakened it out of its slumber there was one which thrilled the soul of Wee harris and caused consternation to everybody else this appeared in front of the town hall and at a number of other strategic places in and out of the village come and read it come and read it shouted little cyrus knapp as he madly interpreted Wee, who as i have said was about to run to the house it's a monopoly or something like that mr browser says so come and read it so before going to the house Wee went and read it he did not know that the stern phraseology had been penned ever so tenderly and with a twinkle in the eye of the writer he did not know that it was a tribute 
or shall we say the repayment of a good turn to the little red-headed girl who all unaware of this hubbub was sleeping in her little bedroom under the eaves strange that such a little girl could thus shake her fist by proxy at the grasping villagers notice the property on both sides of the road from two miles north of the everdoes line to the boundary of ebenezer quig's farm is of private ownership any one attempting to sell or vend or who erects any tent or shack for such purpose upon said property will be prosecuted to the extent of the law ira c jensen so pepsy had kept her word after all her one poor little investment of kindness had paid a hundred percent dividend and the partners were the owners of a monopoly or a monolopy whichever you chose to call it end of chapter thirty recording by john brandon